0: All right, Troops, strong and conditioned, live from his son's bedroom. The reason being is that my dog has just went absolutely crazy the last couple of podcasts, so I thought I would pay my next guest the respect of having a more professional environment, which is my son's bedroom. So, anyway, special, special guest tonight. And I know a lot of people, particularly buppy guys, will be very excited about this one because this character is very mysterious he is probably one of the more prominent burpee guys you will find on social media however we rarely hear him talk we just see these amazing burpees which is obviously the way he communicates himself which is through these very complex burpee uh, combinations which is what drawn me to the guy for the first time so anyway with no further ado we have Mandatory G, a.k.a. Marty. How are you doing, Marty? It's a pleasure to meet you.
1: Thank you, brother. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. That was one good introduction. I appreciate that. Did, did you like that, mate? That was a good one. That was a good one. First time i ever been called none of those things. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for reaching out, too. And, uh, you know, I appreciate everything you're doing for everybody out there, too, as well, man. Um, you came up and I watched you for a while now, so I appreciate this.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks very much. I'm, I'm humbled by your kind words. So, let's get to the brass tacks. Marty, let's talk about your journey and where we have ended up at this point, which is Burpee Land. Just give us a little run through as to why you discovered this brutal exercise and why you have made it your own.
1: Yeah, well, definitely, you know, fitness, exercising, has always been a part of my life. Somehow, some way, if it wasn't through sports, If it wasn't through, you know, just running around in the neighborhood as a kid, being strong, being fast, that's always been there, right? Um, In the house, I don't remember a memory that there wasn't equipment, meaning weights, dumbbells, somewhere around, right? It was in the part of the family. It was always there. And then eventually, as time, you know, went on, I actually got a glimpse of all these calisthenic exercises, which led me to trying pull-ups, dips, and then eventually I ran across uh, some guys doing burpees. It was on television, of course, right? And uh, I tried it out, and it was just something that, like you said, it's brutal. I hated it. I didn't didn't understand it when I first tried it, but for some reason, it stuck. It stuck, and I was like, this is something that I got to try. And like you said, it just evolved into so many other things. And when you get into that zone, like you spoke about in your last video, Man, it's something else. And it's something that's just like you said, it's unexplainable. There's really no words for it. And you just catch the bug. Once you get into that zone, that breath, you're just in there. And um, that's something that I think I'm going to do this till the casket drops, you know, till I can't Absolutely. go anymore.
0: So uh,
1: that's how it kind of started out with uh, getting into the whole fitness thing and then eventually just putting burpees into into my uh, my routines.
0: Okay, so so let's backtrack a little. I like to get an idea of people's fitness journeys and what got them there in the first place. So, what was the first training method that
1: you started to devote yourself to? Honestly, it was the weights. It was weightlifting. Um, again, I don't remember my house. First memories of uh, you know of is five six years old um, since my dad. So my father also started lifting. He was into sports. So, um, yeah, he had his equipment. And from very little, he made me my own little barbell with, like, two-pound weights and, you know, all that good stuff. And he included me in uh, going to the gym. And this was in the 80s when, uh, you know, the era of, right, Gold's Gym and, and, uh, you know, the big guys that came out. So that just always stuck. And then outside the house was sports sports right? All the neighborhood kids, you know, the faster you are, the better. Who wants to race? I'm the one. Let's go. I'll beat anybody playing football, basketball at the park. I live, um, I would say, less than a block away from a park. So that was like my second home, right? Basketball, football, baseball. And then the uh, the house sport was boxing. So that was another big thing, right? I mean, always working out, always conditioned, always trying to get better and stronger and faster than the next guy. Of course, competition, that was always there. And um, that's how it was. It was from very young age that I saw the sense of what we had to offer and what we can get from it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's something I envy about American culture in regards to the sports that are available to children. Yeah. Although it's, it's the same in Scotland, there's plenty of sports available, but the, the predominant sport in Scotland is football or soccer, as Americans like to call it. But really, it's called football because you kick it with your foot. Uh, and like boxing, things like that are maybe also a pathway that some guys can explore, but it's mostly football, whereas Americans, you've got all of these sports available to you. You have basketball, you have baseball, you have American football, you have lacrosse, and everybody's just geared to doing something. So I kind of envy that. Uh, But when you were talking about weights there, how did you approach the weights at a young age? Were you quite, did you do it for fun
1: or did you follow a structured programme? No, it was definitely all for fun. And I'm going to say, even for show, you know, uh, me and the buddies, you know, the little kids, we're 10, 11 years old trying to curl as much as we can, right? So it was just for fun. But at the same time, I believe we were building this habit of just having it around and not letting it go. And it was somewhat of, um, you know, again, ego as a little kid, right? Trying to be the the best one or, or the fastest one or the strongest. Um, But no, there was no set routine. I knew the basics from watching my father and then other people and then movies, right? Guys out there doing their stuff like the bench press, just the common ones. But I never really took it serious. Um, For one, because I also heard about injuries, right? Um, I heard about guys that supposedly You know, stunt their growth if they work out too young. And so this was all around this. This all these rumors were floating around, which we never really took serious, but at the same time, we didn't completely ignore them, right? Because again, you want to be tall, you want to be strong, you want to be fast. So anything that might hinder that for me in my head, I'm like, well, I'm just gonna wait till maybe I get a little older to really get serious with the weights. And um, that's what I did. So it was kind of just for fun, but at the same time. I believe it was building that, that habit and just having it around and never letting it go. Yeah. Do you have any children yourself, Molly? I do. I do. I have a son. I have a son. Um, he's 20 at the time right now. He's up in college, up North California here in, uh, in Cali. And, uh, yeah, he's doing good. Um, he got into sports as well. We got him into baseball and basketball a little bit, you know, um, I introduced into more of the calisthenics stuff, though. Yeah. Right, right, right. So for a long time, uh, the weights kind of just were there. But it was mainly like if maintenance-wise, like if I didn't have time or I got off work or I didn't, you know, just get in a few sets. But mainly, it was pull-ups, dips, push-ups. I mean, I did that for a long time. Yeah. um, The push-ups, meaning like, you know, all kinds of different variations, just like we all do. But uh, it was that. And the weights, again, was always more of a um, more of a, I guess, a, a a filler of what I couldn't get in on the workouts. But yeah. Was a real serious thing until I got a little older and uh, my son kind of. Yeah, he gets it. He's done it. Um, I think lately he's starting to work out a little more, but he's a busy kid. Right. He's in college. He goes to school. He works. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So that that's him right there. He has an idea of it, but uh, again, um, he didn't take it serious. And I don't think I made it serious. It was more like a game, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the reason I asked is because I am of the belief that children should probably be pushed in the direction of calisthenics prior yeah. to a weightlifting regime. Nothing to do with the idea that it stunts growth. I, th- I think that's been proven not to be the case. However, I just think that Mastering body weight at that early age is probably going to lay a more stronger foundation if they choose to do weights in the future.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I didn't think it through that way, but at the same time, that's what I did. I kind of went to body weight and calisthenics first, just kind of, you know, by default. And then I went into the weights and I could say if I would have probably done it backwards, who knows? It would have been, I think it would have been different. My physique probably would have been different. My yeah. understanding and experience of working out would have been different. Um, yeah. Cause I've met a bunch of guys that they started with weights at, you know, 13, 14, 15, all the way through high school, um, playing sports and all that you get them on some calisthenics <laughs> it's kind of strange that they can bench 300 but they can't do a pull-up so it's you know it was it was that whole thing and like you said it's a different type of strength as you're growing as well too right
0: yeah absolutely I, I think it's very weird when that happens where you get guys who they can like they can destroy a lap pull down but they cannot perform one chin up it doesn't make sense to me I just something I, I don't really I, I don't yeah. think it's right, you should be able to do a chin-up before you do a lap, a lap pull-down, but obviously lap pull-downs are more, the more attractive to younger guys and so right. forth. Right. So, we've we've mastered weights, we've did the weights, what, you, what was your father doing? Was your father following a structured program or was he also having fun?
1: No, definitely. He got serious for a long time and uh, he was in the gym, he had a bunch of friends going and he stuck to a certain program, just a lot of, you know, the basics, right? Um, Bench press, you know, curls, squats, uh, just the basics. But he stuck to it for a while for about, I'm going to say, maybe a good 10 years. And then uh, something happened where I think he actually, he just couldn't go or they closed the gym down. It was this old gym called Jack LaLanne. I don't know if you ever heard of this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So that gym was right here in L.A., One of one of his. And he was going there. And I think they closed it. And then I think little by little he just kind of just stopped going. And and then you know what happens, right? I mean, um, we kind of started growing up, we kind of took over his waist, we took him out of his, you know, his area. Um, but yo, he 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 definitely was following like a structure. I'm not sure where he got it from, maybe just watching guys, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was definitely a big, big bench guy. He yeah. was he was hitting 315 on the incline, yeah. So yeah, he got pretty good at you know just all the free weights, and yeah. um, it's kind of funny because when he sees me doing burpees, he's just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you know, he's like, "Get over there, hit those plates," you know. So um, it's it's definitely a, a little good contrast that I have with him, you know. But he, yeah. he's super supportive in, and he's like, "Man, just go, go ahead and do that. Just be careful," you know. He, he's big on like injuries and like recovery. He was always that guy. And he yeah. did. Actually, that was one of his sports was uh, football. Well, soccer. Yeah. Football. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, oh, so he, he? Yeah. I'm Mexican. He, he, he's from Mexico. And, you know, out there, that's that's the main sport. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, So when he was younger, see, I think he went like this, too. He was all about running. Yeah. He was fast. He was quick on his feet. And that was his thing, his legs. So uh, once he stopped playing soccer and you know he had us and children and family and all that I think there was a big gap and then finally he got into weightlifting I think off of a bet <laughs> I think somebody was like hey I could do and it just he caught the bug and he never quit well I mean he quit after a while but uh yeah that's how that's how he was doing his stuff
0: yeah it's, it's interesting because back then I don't think like programs for most people were things that they learned in the gym as yeah. a to online social media on the internet like maybe a magazine or something like that back then the knowledge was gained through your eyes and what you seen was happening and looking at what the biggest guy did and just following their lead yeah
1: yeah but the,
0: the results were probably better because there was a lack of overthinking then it was just go in and do work
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm I'm big on that one. Yeah. I mean, thoughts become things, right? And if you have too much up here, it could probably hinder or block as much results down here, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've did the weights and then the calisthenics starts to make its presence felt. How did you start to master your technique and your what capacity and so forth? How did you manage to bring these things up? What were you doing?
1: So that's what it was. Um, Fortunately, you know, the internet started coming up. Um, other areas started coming about, like meaning um, where I worked actually had all the pull-up bars, you know, all the dip bars down by the beach, right? So I was hitting it every day. Every day I was hitting probably the same muscles every day. And it's just this experience of it, trying to go harder. And again, it was starting to go into, you know, what I'm eating and how I'm sleeping. So it just turned into this whole new page, a whole new leaf also because i had my son at the time right so it gave me that little step of like okay stop messing around you know get serious be a good dad you know all that good stuff right and being fit and strong well you know i want him to see that so it went from doing push-ups dips push-ups every day and then eventually starting to like put in a little bit of cardio because i do some hiking right i like hiking so that was a big cardio thing for me i didn't want to do too much because back in those days i was just i mean i'm not big right now anyway but i was real slim so i wasn't trying to lose weight right i was trying to gain weight but at the same time i wanted the right type of weight yeah just bulk i didn't want to just eat all crazy which you could but i also had that little worm in me like hey be careful, right? You don't want to eat all crazy and get sick or any of that stuff. And uh, it was just over experience and just going hard every day. And eventually just little things started coming up So I saw something, I tried it, and it was like, okay, say the Navy SEAL, that was that looks new. Maybe if I switch it or turn it this way or turn so things started coming about where it was kind of just being a little more um, I guess imaginative and creative. Yeah. And once that hit, um, it just felt like Honestly, I've explained it to people that it's kind of like dancing, right? <laughs> it's it was just like this thing that was flowing, right? Especially <laughs> with music on, and it's just going. It just felt smooth and right. And it was just like well, maybe if I try this other move, and it looked good, I liked it, and it was challenging. Yeah, right? yeah. kind of give it a little more, little more spice, right? A little more spark to it, and um, that's how it just started evolving into certain moves. That till this point, I mean, I, I've seen a lot. Um, but I haven't seen a lot, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh,
1: it just kind of evolved into that, and it's every day. Like you said, this is something that we do every day.
0: Yeah, you, you raised an interesting point there that caught my ear with regards to, like, speaking about your body weight and how you didn't want to lose more weight, but you didn't want to gain the wrong weight. And it's that that's the thing about calisthenics and body weight training. That the lighter you are, the easier the exercises become. But the heavier you become, you also get stronger doing the exercises. Yeah. So it becomes a, a double edged sword in that respect. Right. right, right, right. So it's quite interesting. And sometimes I fluctuate between the two. I think Wait, I need to put on weight, I want to put on a bit more mass because I know that's going to make me stronger. Right and my pumps but at the same time it's like i know if i am at a lighter weight my performance can shoot through the roof i can get those higher numbers
1: definitely definitely i agree 100 percent.
0: so with that respect what were you doing nutrition wise to like maintain that body weight and just kind of keep things optimized on that level
1: so other than the burpees and just the the overall uh you know, calisthenics, which is the basics, just pull-ups, dips, push-ups, and squats, right? That's That was like my go-to. Um I was doing one day upper body, one day lower body, one day upper body. But I was always sort of conscious of what I was eating, right? Even when I wasn't big on the working out, but just as a kid, yeah, um, I just had this, don't get me wrong, you know, we went for a while just eating nothing but burgers, right? And yeah. all that. But um it was always there. And again, I give it up to to my dad, my pops, because he's like that. Right. He was real meticulous about what he ate, not to the point where it was like, you know, like, hey, you're doing too much, but he never overate. right? He was never big on like sugars and candies and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so when I hit about maybe 18, 19, I slimmed up a lot. And I had a job where it was really physical. I was on my feet a lot, I was walking a lot. So I think all that put together uh, just kind of kept me, you know, just slim, you know. And um, I was okay with it, though. Yeah. I was okay with it because I know that eventually I was going to put on some muscle, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, That's what kind of, that's what happened.
0: Yeah, I tend to find as well that Mexican food is excellent food for bulking up
1: exactly exactly and and if you know a little bit about it i mean Mexicans we're just like here more, more. <laughs> you know which a lot of us are right but um but yeah, yeah definitely it's it's always been around and um, it's always been a little staple of like hey be careful not too much
0: yeah tortillas for example i like a, a small bulking tool for yeah. me i like to get a tortilla and put peanut butter inside oh. it, put it in the microwave and I eat it, and it's like, fuck, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Five like, yeah, yeah. of easy, but that would be like three thousand fucking calories. <laughs> Peanut butter taco, huh? Peanut butter taco, mate. Yeah, yeah, taco. yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. so, so, so let's walk like let's walk through your like you said upper body day, lower body day, which is quite a good approach. But sometimes I've got a little thoughts about the lower body approach when it comes to calisthenics. However, upper body, I definitely think is a, a viable strategy. What were you doing on an upper body day?
1: It was mainly just squats and lunges. That's all no. I was doing. Body day. Upper body?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Upper, upper body. body.
1: So I would try to hit again. This was back then when I didn't know as much. I thought I was hitting every part, right? By just doing pull-ups, dips, push-ups. That was the routine. Um, pretty much every other night, right? Three times a week. Uh, that's all I was doing um oh uh, skull crushers that was a big thing as well right but at the same time back then um I wasn't looking at you know certain parts right like meaning a lot of people kind of neglect the back sides right meaning like the back shoulder the back deltoid or the back arm which is you know the tricep um because we don't see it right so kind of out of sight out of mind so at the same time, I wasn't emphasizing too much on the stuff that I guess I couldn't see in the mirror. Yeah. Right? But yeah. even though the dips and the pushups hit your tricep, um, my tricep workout, you know, wasn't up to the same as I was doing like every every other night. Yeah. And maybe once a week. Right. But that was my uh, pretty much my upper body. Just pull ups, dips, pushups. And where you... Like, were you doing like a, a Pelican Bay
0: style routine or were you just trying to hit a rep target or were you
1: just doing sets to failure? What was your approach? It was sets to failure. Everything that I was doing was just to failure and <laughs> it got to the point where, um, yeah, definitely it was something that was just like, I got to the point where I was even questioning it, right? Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> but at the same time, I knew I had to do it, right? you know, again, this is, I tell these guys, man, if you, once you start your fitness journey, you're going to get a little crazy, right? You can start losing your mind a little bit. So it was just that. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do this every single other day or every night sometimes. And it was just so I couldn't go anymore.
0: Yeah. yeah, I was
1: yeah. like, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, I wasn't doing like you know, eight, 12, 15 or adding weight. And it was at home. It was all at home workouts. I yeah. had a uh, You know they call it a power tower. Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah. I had that in my house, and that's all I was doing. Um, Another one that I think I was trying to do every day was uh, leg raises, just abs. I was trying to hit abs every day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you manipulating angles in your like chin ups? Like for example, you're doing knees up with the chin ups, just trying to change the leverages to make the the exercise more difficult, or were you just focusing on just those simple basic chin-ups and pull-ups
1: yeah um it was pure basics pure basics just straightforward same move uh i wasn't trying anything crazy i tried some of them but i didn't put them i didn't really implement them yeah i just kind of see if i could do them you know yeah. and I, was like, I was like okay well i could do an l-sit you know and that's easy but yeah. i didn't see i didn't understand the benefit of it either
0: yeah and, yeah, and yeah now it's
1: different now it's like i'll, I'll knock those out cool because yeah. i know what they're about, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think the elbow hits hits your lower lats really hard.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. No, They're not easy, especially if you take
0: them really slow. Yeah, yeah, you have to – that's the thing about the chin-up. And I'm guilty of this myself. Like, I think you just hammer chin-ups. They're going to cover your back, and they do to a certain degree. But you need to start getting quite imaginative with your chin-ups. You need to start going through the pain barrier – which is really focusing on that eccentric part of the chin-up night, slow as you can, holding at the bottom, back up. But the thing is you sometimes veer away from it because it's really fucking painful. Yeah. It's really painful. Going to failure with a really slow eccentric chin-up is agony.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And especially, like you said, um, you're going through it because you're thinking about it, right? Yeah. So it's that mind-muscle connection where you're, I mean, I, sometimes I close my eyes and envision, you know, what my lats look like on the inside and what's happening. Right. (laughs) That whole muscle just being frayed, being torn apart. Yeah. And that even makes it worse, but that's the benefit. Right. And compared to doing five of those, you know, and then trying to do just 15 fast ones. Yeah. um, I think we're experienced enough to say, I should have just stuck to those five. Yeah. It's a different, uh, yeah, it's a different result all the way a different experience yeah and if you're thinking about it and you're connected to it i believe those neurons are firing to there and that muscle will grow and it'll get shredded up yeah I, I agree with you but at the same time
0: i think there's a time and a place because sometimes i like to fire out the fast ones where the form is kind of loose because i just like to get blood flow pumped into the muscles so i think i've I think these all there's a time and a place for everything. I mean, for my own example, I became quite militant with my push-ups. I would always go chest to floor, I would always achieve full lockout, and I was becoming a bit of a form doctor. Then I started watching guys like Elias Neal with uh, who were doing just fast pumps and I thought, these guys' chests are like fucking they're massive Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. They're just doing pumps. And something clicked in my head, I thought they're just getting blood into the muscle. They're not overthinking the process. They're yeah. just at fucking blood pumping. So I started doing it myself and I was like, this is actually working for me. So there's definitely a time and a place for techniques that are used with certain calisthenics. So with that in mind, lower body day. What happened to lower body day, Marty?
1: Oh man, again, so, the the examples that i had growing up right only because it was in the house it was, it was what i saw legs were like who does legs <laughs> to be completely honest right i run i i do this i do you know that's what it was a lot of the even the guys where i grew up and all that they were just top heavy right Chest, yeah. arms and that's it um so i kind of just forced myself to believe that hey you know what you Got to do your legs, which is automatic. It should be automatic. Um, So that's what it was. Every other day, every other night, um, just squats, squats and lunges. So I would go a set of squats right into lunges. Wait a little bit and just repeat, just repeat, just repeat, just repeat. To the point where uh, it it also kind of just varied when it came to legs. Um, Because for me, my legs, I have to put some weight on right? Either the squat or or dumbbells or whatever. Um, I've been doing body weight squats for a long time and uh, I think I never, I don't know what it is. My legs are hard gainers, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how to put it, but um, I didn't really see too much of a difference. And this was like long-term, right? Uh, but I stuck to it. I stuck to it and um, I was just thinking, you know what? My, my legs are stronger just because they don't look a certain way, whatever. You know get away from the look get away from the ego and all that yeah. it's like hey, i could carry my kid across this street you know or or you know just essential stuff that which was at the same time what i had in in my mind it's like look i'm doing this first and foremost for for health right yeah and um i made it this far try to make it you know another whatever you know uh so the first one was that and then came you know everything else but uh Lower body days was yeah squats lunges, calves again calves was another one that was just like who's who has calves right I don't see him, but yeah definitely definitely um there was a point where uh, I started you know doing more and more research and it started getting a little more serious sorry about that I no problem um yeah and then uh, uh, calves calves were uh oh man when I would do calves that soreness couldn't stand it right. It was just oh you forget you did calves yesterday and you wake up and it's like oh you can't even walk. So um definitely definitely that that took a toll to where it wasn't the way I should have been doing it but I was still hitting them at least 3 times a week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing worse like quadricep uh, pain the next day is really bad but calf pain is excruciating it's because but like it's it's an interesting point you you brought up there when you spoke about you weren't noticing like any improvement with regards to size in the legs, and that kind of ties in with my thoughts on body weight training for the legs. I I personally like through my own experience think that lower body body weight exercises should be viewed through the prism of conditioning as opposed to muscular hypertrophy because i think ultimately if you're looking to develop the legs you should be looking at the gym for that heavy weight because the legs are like the engine of your body with regards to your limbs you're constantly on them so you need to really damage them and you know yourself you can do like 500 body weight squats and you will be in pain the next day but will your legs get any bigger probably not Which is why a lot of these body weight routines you see tend to be more geared towards the upper body.
1: Right, right. Definitely, definitely. Um, I've kind of seen, you know, differences when I do, because I still do go to the gym, right? Yeah. I still throw in the weights and the free weights. And leg day, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's there. Um, You know, three plates, you know, I could get it up. But, again, you look at my legs and it's just, you know, it's like, was going on? But again, at the same time, put me on a hill, put me on a hike, these hikes that I do, I'm up there, right? So, and, and that's I think that's the main goal, right? Uh, yeah. Like I said, strong condition, you know, comes in many shapes and forms, man. So definitely, definitely body weights, exercises, yeah, the top body, upper body, I think that's the main part. But it still, it still works.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we've done the, the calisthenics and then the burpee becomes a thing in your life. So let's talk about the burpee and what was happening when you first started doing the burpee and your thoughts and how you decided to take this and make it one of your main movements.
1: Right, right. So I would say um, the first first time I did burpees, again, right? I didn't really know what I was doing and I took it as an approach that i would with uh pull-ups dips and push-ups right i was thinking just go as hard as you can as fast as you can and that's it so over time um i started working out with different guys that were actually slowing it down doing them different you know they counted them different um so i learned from them and i kept it going to where i noticed that heart rate right your heart rate spiking sweat pouring and if that wasn't happening then to me the burpees weren't working right so i coupled these together and then eventually right started throwing in two pumps three pumps navy seals um and it just became that it became a big staple for one well i mainly started doing them again hence the name mandatory right uh it was a spot where i like to call a gated community right and these workouts were mandatory so you get those in automatically, right? And they became very easy and natural, right? It just, they just felt completely, you know, kind of effortless in the beginning. So I got to the point where, uh, you know, people were asking me like, hey, do you want to work out? How do you do them? So it just became this, this, uh, this natural, just kind of evolved into me becoming kind of helpful to people. So I kind of took on that responsibility in a way. Um, they were kind of I was put in a position where I kind of had to make sure people were working out and I was working out with them. And sometimes I would go and say, Hey, have you worked out? No, I, well, let's let's get it. I'm gonna do them with you. This was a thing as well, too. I mean, I was helping myself, but it was a form of like sort of like respect and building, you know, your your you know, the next man up. Um and I saw that being committed to these burpees as well as other workouts, um, it kept me from a whole bunch of other stuff. First of all, mentally, right? It just, it helped me tremendously mentally um, because I was just, again, you get in in that zone and you look forward to it the next day and the next day, the next day. And I was doing a lot, right? So these routines were taking, you know, taking up a lot of my day. So with that being busy, taking up my day, keeping me from a lot of other stuff that could be seen as a negative. Uh, I was just stuck and I caught that bug and I loved them and I kept doing it to the point where I would max out and I couldn't get off the floor. I had to put a knee down. You know, this was doing 10 Navy SEALs straight, um, just a constant, you know, puddle on the floor uh, and just by myself sometimes, right? With music on and just in the zone. And it just became, I fell in love with them. So
0: you said something interesting uh, at the beginning there, which was about how when the move is slowed down, it becomes something else. And I think that's something that people need to accept because everyone has their like idea of what a burpee should be. So they like, avoid it because their interpretation of the burpee as a punishment exercise, which is really sloppy, right. and gasses you out quickly, meaning you don't really get the benefits of the exercise because you can't perform it for a certain duration of time. Right. And when you realize it can be performed at a slower pace, for a lot of guys who get into the burpee game, it's like a bomb going off in their head. Because they are given permission to go at a pace which is manageable. But at the same time, it's still quite tough. But it allows them to scale accordingly. Right. So is that something that you've like felt at the same time
1: yourself? That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Because of the fact that, you know, they became kind of natural and a little effortless. Not effortless, but you know, again, I was thinking my approach was, you know, go to failure, go hard as, as hard as you can, no rest. I was thinking that's going to help me. When I saw the guy, the other guys slowing it down, and then we, we just took, you know, the piston routine, one up, one down, and it was slower, but at the same time, it gave me a sense of, of like relief in a way, right? It gave me a sense of relief, like, oh, I could do it this way. I don't have to kill myself. Yeah. And I actually enjoyed it more. Yeah. yeah, and I think having these guys next to me too—you know—that I mean, having a workout partner, that's that's awesome, right? I mean, yeah, doing it by yourself, that's awesome as well. But when you have these other guys, you know, especially when you get a group of guys, I mean, it's it's nothing else, you know. We get that energy going. We're talking to each other. Yeah, um, what happens? So I think I was molded to somewhat the the you know the camaraderie of it, right? Yeah, as men. And we're doing the same thing and we're on the same page. And it wasn't me trying to do anybody, you know, like faster or stronger. It was just, you know what, this is what we do. And this is how we can do it in one way or another, which is beneficial. Yeah, that's like
0: fascinating to me because that's something that I've always wanted to speak about. The, the, the workout partner. So let's put it into a gym context, okay? You go to the gym with your friend to perform weights, right? Which means that your friend, their duties are relegated to standing, watching you perform your set, sometimes helping you lift the bar. If they're quite extroverted, they may try and encourage you to lift the weight. And that's it. That, that is your workout partner for most people. I'm sure, like a top level bodybuilder, they get workout partners that really motivate them, right. so in that respect. But for most people in the gym, a workout partner is just a friend who they talk to, yeah, yeah. However, a workout partner in a burpee context is a different beast altogether.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: Becomes, it it there's a synergistic quality that kicks in, That that's difficult to explain. And case in point, you can get most people who, of average fitness, performing 100 burpees in their first go, because they tap into that energy, which is the slower pace burpee and the encouragement that you both give each other and the one up, one down format. It becomes like a dance in that respect. So both of these lock into something that's singular. And I think that's something that people don't really talk about in the buppy community, which is, if you can, you need to get a workout partner because your performance is going to go through the roof. And it will give you that confidence to just take this exercise further.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, having a workout partner is is one of the best things that I think can happen. For one, like you said, everything that you said, and then it gives a sense of like, if I don't have this partner today, I might go ask this other guy. Right. So it just becomes this circle of like dishing out burpees to everybody. And there's no way that I've I've gotten a workout with a partner and it was it was a, a negative even though we might be different levels yeah right but it's always something there because again it's it's how you're thinking and um you know you're trying to like you said it's 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 iron sharpens iron yeah so all these benefits and it's all paid to the burpees yeah, right? yeah. it's calisthenics and that's what it is and eventually right you the person might get to your level or uh you could just be satisfied with like hey this guy did his thing and I'm helping because yeah. of this, but definitely um, having all these workout partners, different workout partners, because even, even uh, the some that I had, I couldn't keep up with in the beginning. Right. And then uh, it just turned into that first. And then it was, yes, we're definitely getting this workout. We're getting stronger. We're getting faster. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was benefits all the way around when you get other people involved, especially when you get a big group, when you get like, like 10 guys, You know, and you're facing each other or you're all in one line. It's yeah, it's really fun, man. I I love it. And there's and exactly. You're not going to get that with, you know, waiting for the bench press, (laughs) (laughs) you know, unless you got the guys that are slapping each other or, you know, throwing chalk at each other, you know. But, yeah, it's, it's a whole different story. Yeah,
0: I think that's the beauty of high rep bodyweight training ultimately is that it's how dy- dynamic it is and how exciting it is. And I kind of compare it to playing a computer game like years ago you had Sonic the Hedgehog, but yeah. then Sonic 2 came out and you yeah. could play it at the same time so yeah, more multi- yeah,
1: yeah
0: yeah. experience more fulfilling. Yep. And it's the same with buppies, the more people you get involved when everybody's tapping into that sort of atmosphere and that vibe, it just becomes a, a like a, a euphoric experience in some respects.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: So good point is like, one thing you what the the thing that caught my eye and the thing that definitely catches most people's eye is that your burpees are very unique Marty. I watch some of your like boppies and you you spend a lot of time in the floor doing these intricate movements when did
1: is that something you do on a daily basis the, now yeah that's what, what I if, I guess I like to say it just evolved into that um so instead of, so again, back for years prior, uh, it got to the point where it wasn't even counting the reps anymore, right? It was just, for example, hey, the first hour, we're gonna do two pump. Let's see what we do for the second hour. So it became this, this, yeah. just that, just monotonous, and, and it was great, but at the same time, um, I felt like I, I needed a little something different, a little more challenging maybe just being a little more creative, uh, imaginative. Right. And yeah, definitely. Uh, I've always had these moves in mind thinking I should try them or not try them. And then once I started messing around with the Navy seal a little bit, that's exactly what it went to. And then I got to the point where, again, since, you know, I'm already, you know, not, I'm, I'm not 21 anymore, right? So the wrist, you know, the joints, little stuff, is it's there, wear and tear, right? Yeah. So I figured going an hour of three pumps, five pumps, and getting to that result, whichever it is for me, right, meaning where my heart rate is, how many calories I burn, all that good stuff, I can get there with doing five Navy SEALs straight with maybe, you know, a different variation of it and do that for about maybe 10 to 15 sets. Now I even call them sets, right? Because it's it's that. I'm down there for about 20 to 30 push-ups if you're just counting the push-up. So I realized that my heart rate is through the roof. My I'm sure I'm burning the calories. I'm sweating in less time than, you know, the whole hour of like three pumps and, and, and Navy SEALs. So I figured, you know what? I'm gonna stick to this for a little bit. And that's what's been happening for like maybe about a year now or maybe a little more to where I'm doing nothing but that like it's a whole set of like say five navy seals and then even loop it right I could do three to five different variations and then I'll just loop it for about five sets with and that's one without coming up and um when I'm done with three four sets of that I'm sweating I'm soaked to like I already did for example, like if I already did three hundred one one pump, you see what I'm saying? So and I figure, you know what, less time, get there faster and yeah. wear and tear. Right. Less maybe injury. Um, it might not be correct, but that's what I'm feeling now. That's how yeah. I like it. And that's what's giving me a little more challenge as well. And it became a little more. Uh, I got that little little spark back into it it's, it's, it's actually, it's actually fun again. Yeah. So, so uh, I figured, you know what, I'm gonna stick to this for a little while and see how this goes. And I noticed a lot of people do like it more than not. Right. But there are a lot of people that have said a couple comments, like you're not doing burpees. Uh, that's not a burpee. So it's like, <laughs> Okay. Well, Hey, it is what it is. This, this is where it comes from. This is, I'm calling it my burpees. Right. Uh, so I just say, you know, try it out and see what happens. It's the workout. Right. Yeah. Um some people have actually, you know, confused with, you know, why do you call it this? And why do you co- I'm like, look, again, less is more sometimes. Just do the yeah. workout and then come talk to me. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing now. And I think it's uh, uh for the most part, again, health-wise, longevity. If I could cut the time down as well, you know, compared 20 minutes to an hour, and for me, it's for me, I'm getting those results. Uh that's, that's what's been going on lately and I'm trying to just figure out even more moves that I can try to do at least that that my body allows me to do
0: okay so, so what's the process that is involved for the creation of these burpees do you do you practice the burpee prior to like the workout or do you just make it up on the fly
1: it it depends if it's something new that i haven't tried and somehow i'm just Pops up to you know, imagines it right. I'm just imagining moves that I can probably do. Um, you know, because again, there's a lot of stuff that I watch, there's a lot of stuff that I see, and I try to maybe take you know an idea from there. Um, if it's new, I will maybe go through it slow, even try to remember it because there's times where I'll you know, you got to remember the move. Uh, if it's something that I already know or somewhat close, similar to what I've done before. Yeah, it'll just hit, it'll just come out automatically. Um, but there are some that I've had to kind of maybe go through them really slow and get the move down first, even remember because when I'm down there, I mean I'm I'm talking to myself when I'm down there. Trying to remember what the next move is um with the breathing. And um yeah, it's been it's honestly it's been it's been challenging, but it's been fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think some people, like, consider how mentally challenging a buppy can be when it's performed in that style. Speaking from my own experience, if I'm ever linking stuff, there's points where you get confused because you're having to really focus on the rep itself as opposed to the workout. It's like the rep quality just becoming absorbed in the rep and it's one thing i always stress to people is that the only rep that matters is the one that you're performing the other reps don't exist definitely you, you have to give that rep everything you need to and one thing i'm always as well as you've got that nice slow pace and i think a lot of people veer towards that fast pace right which I think is uh, I don't know, it doesn't sit well with me. I think that you need to get the joints strong. You need to put them in those positions just for a second so they get used to the, the points of contact so you can drill these into your head and just create that better technique over time. So, yeah,
1: definitely.
0: you also brought up the comments you get when people say, like, that's not a buppy. How do you deal with these guys? Because it's something I can definitely sympathise with.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I've been through enough. I've been through a lot. So, uh, I've heard it all. Yeah. I've heard it all. Even before, you know, I mean, on a personal real life stuff, I mean, you know, Instagram, yes, it's real life, but, uh, I've been through enough to where I got thick skin, you know? And to me, if the person on the other end is taking their time to do that, they either need help, which I'm all here for. Right. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, or maybe there's just something inside of them that, uh, you know, has nothing to do with me. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the person. I don't know. But usually it depends what they say and how they say it that I'll definitely respond with something positive first. Yeah. And it all ends to where, you know what, just try the workout and then, and then get back to me. Uh, the ones that are just kind of just off the bat, just super negative, uh, there's some that I just – I just delete them, man. I don't want no part of that. Um, there's there's been a few where we've gone back and forth, and that's just <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand it, you know um, so i don't I don't really give it too much time. And I don't really think about it too much. Um, but I definitely always see, you know what, this is an opportunity. somebody's reaching out. They took the time, so I might give them the time to definitely try to help out, right? because again, this is what we do. Like, you try to help out people, and, and, you know, we're here to make people, not break people, right? And uh, that's the whole mission.
0: Yeah. I've used, like, I've seen that Iron Wolf used to use a a technique where he would take a hater's comment and actually pin it at the top. Yeah. So I started doing that myself and was actually just putting them at the top of the comments so that people could see, and I would sometimes... I a cheeky retort myself because that's what Glaswegians tend to do. We'd like to give a bit of back and forth to someone who's. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes other people will get involved because you're always going to have people that have your back and they see it and are like, what the fuck? So yeah. you kind of can just take over, particularly when the jump gets discussed. And was that something that you had to get your head around when you noticed that these puppies you were performing when you first seen them performed in that style, that there was no jump?
1: Uh yeah, definitely. You know what? I was taught without the jump. Um, I never really I saw it way later. Um, I did see it again to where I was really getting um acclimated to you know all the different styles and or different variations, not styles, because it was just the variation and no jump. Um, if we would throw in, you know, jumping jacks, that was the only one that was maybe considered close to that. I saw a guy go, you know, around and he was doing them like that. And it looked different, it looked strange, it looked weird, and I didn't really see the benefit in it. But again, I never really tried it, so yeah. I don't knock it at all. I could understand now that hey, definitely that's a I'm sure that hits over time, right? Uh, but I just said, you know what, I'll just I'll just do it without the jump, you know, I'll yeah. stick to what I know, and um I think I did try it once for one routine. Uh, but I, it was for time and me and my buddy were messing around and I didn't get the benefit of it Yeah, and I didn't take it serious. So there's no jump, no jump for me. I just do the normal <laughs> ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, the jump's weird. Right. So what advice would you give to someone who's starting out using burpees as their main choice of exercise? How would you like advise them to like program a progressive workout or become acquainted with the exercise?
1: Yeah, so uh, it, it all it all depends, right? I mean, it all depends on their size and. But if everything's like generally okay to go, right? He's in he's in decent weight, you know, no major stuff going on. Um, I'd say first of all, learn to love the pain, right? Or know that that's going to happen, and that's actually the main teacher of it, right? Again, this goes into what we think. Um, secondly. Learn the move properly, right? If you have to slow it down to the point where you're descending three seconds just to get it right, find your spots, um, your hand placements. If you need extra whatever, extra padding maybe or um, or if you need gloves, whatever, uh, find your own rhythm because that's the beauty of it, right? Nobody's the same. Nobody's exactly one way or another. It's the same movement, but it's your burpee. Right. And it's your set and it's what you're going to do. Your rep. Uh, So I definitely say that. And I'd say just stick to it. Don't give up on it. And if you can go hard, meaning as fast as you can or as hard as you want by yourself, sometimes try that and give it a little bit of scientific approach to it. Sometimes maybe. All right. How many can you do in 30 seconds? Right. Figure your body out, how you respond. Um, If it's one pump, two pump, three pump, how long does it take for your heart rate to get up? So do your own little research. If you have to write stuff down, if you could just remember it, um, you know, put some, some effort into it because the more you put into it, the more it's going to give to you. And I think that that's everything, but definitely do your thing. Even though somebody else's might look a certain way that you want to do, go ahead, go for it, but just know that, Hey, he might be just a little taller or his spring back up might be a little slower than yours. You might be better at it. So, uh, yeah. That's what I tell people all the time. And if you're a super, super beginner, like you've never tried burpees before, I often tell people like, hey, use a uh, an elevated surface, maybe like a bench, a chair. If it's like really hard, lean on the wall and just jump back with your feet. Get these movements down. Um, yeah. Know them first and get acclimated with them and see how you respond to them. Uh, yeah. And that, that's that's for the most part and eventually over time, yeah, like anything, every everything good takes time, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Would would
1: you give them any rep targets to reach or anything of that nature? Again, it all depends, but usually um I would say for me, even when I first started, even though I had really never done a full routine, yeah, it was a hundred. It was a hundred and one pump. Um but that was when we started doing the 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 more slowed down version. When I went hard on the first one with no rest, just up and down, up and down, I got maybe to about 30, 35, I was gassed. I yeah. was gassed. Out, and I'm thinking I'm doing something. Right? <laughs> but um, that was an experience in itself as well, too. So I tell people, like, hey, look, if you're good to go, no injuries, and you feel solid when you're doing them, mm-hmm. yeah, try to destroy yourself yeah. at least once or twice a week, maybe, or maybe once a month, if that.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, and, and just 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 that challenge, just to see where you're really at, and yeah. then um, you can really start slowing them down and throwing in new stuff. But yeah. uh, for the most part, I say just really get to know it and know that it's yours and nobody else's.
0: Yeah, and yeah, that's that's a, a really interesting point. I think that with puppies, the majority of your training should be training. You should just be training the puppy, not yeah. trying to hit PRs constantly. Just right. training. just trying to get your body acclimatized just trying to become more familiar with the movement and build up that work capacity. However, sporadically, you need to test. You need Definitely. to test. So with that in mind, do you have any tests? Is there any way you test your own ability from time to time? So these, what I'm
1: doing now, honestly, it's kind of like I'm going to failure on each one. Um, yeah. Like you said, you mentioned uh, Problem Child Elias, right? Just yeah. this pump, just these pumps that I'm doing, I'm getting that that hit on the kind of like on the first two reps i'm already just feeling it and um these challenges have been coming through and like i said before way back i thought going as hard as you can was the way to go now it kind of i kind of get that little sense of that feeling right i start getting these endorphins going that, that euphoric feeling i start getting that runner's high faster than you know doing the three pump for an hour so these are kind of testing me whenever I do them um they're getting easier so I might throw in even more reps or or less rest um but for the most part these things are testing me every day and uh, uh there's some days again not every day is perfect and some some are harder than others some yeah. are less than others or I'm like all right I'm counting three and I'm done. I'll yeah. go to the next rep. Go to the next rep. Go to the next rep. But yeah. uh, for the most part, these are these are a lot more challenging lately.
0: So do you do you ever go for those raw power tests? Well, like, you just do a hundred in as fast as time as possible. Uh,
1: I tried going. So a while back, me and a buddy of mine, uh, we tried. We did a challenge, right? We did a, a, a burpee challenge where we started at one hundred and added 25 for the whole month we added 25 every day so (laughs) we were we even got to the point where like you know what let's let's try to hit a record let's try to hit guinness we were trying to get all this going and and we were really close we're really close to trying it we did our research we did our and there was uh certain times that weren't in the in in the books so we were gonna go for like how many can you do in three minutes how many can you do in 30 seconds so we were practicing this here and there and um but they include the jump yeah so it kind of threw me off a little bit but at the same time it was uh, during the time during the challenge so we would mess around and put the clock on and then go hit you know our challenge burpees meaning like we were hitting 625 the next day it was 650 the next day it was 675 so we were I was messed up that whole month. Um, <laughs> but I want to try that again. One Sooner or later, I'm, I'm going to get the clock and see where I'm at and just go as hard as I can to the point where you never know. I might end yeah. up breaking something.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's hilarious, mate. So wait, so who are the, the bumpy guys that you look up to? Who are the guys that always catch your attention or, or inspire?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, the ones that I've always been kind of attached to, right? Are I guess the ones that I started seeing in the beginning, which again, and all these dudes are beasts, right? Um, uh, Burpees King, Iron Wolf, right? Uh, Moses, right? uh um, oh, man, there's, there's, uh, well, my boy Tatted Strength, the guy I did the the workouts with. Um, uh, there's, there's a couple guys that I, that I follow on, on my page. They follow me. Uh, I can't remember the, the names right now, but uh for the most part, I guess the guys that I've been following for a while, you example, I mean, you're beast, you know, all day, every day. That's so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I guess it's it's the part where it's just that consistent thing. Yeah. Right? Um, I, it sticks out just because of that, because I know what consistency is capable of, right? And then just the benefits of them pushing it out and trying to show others and, and they're part of the mission. Right, they're yeah. part of the mission of trying to help others with burpees or just fitness in general.
0: Yeah, I think the burpee community is one of the most welcoming of fitness communities that I've ever came across because we know it's a hard sell. Most people don't like burpees; they hate them. They raise their eyebrows. Yeah. So we are we are up against it, which is why we become quite passionate about the burpee. So I think it's our duty to try and spread the word out there and help people because we're giving them access to something that's there. It's there at any moments given notice. Yeah. They yeah. don't have to like learn much. They, they, they've got the the ability to perform as long as they're standing on something.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely.
0: Duty in that respect. Uh, that, have you ever heard of a guy called Buppies Ikram? I don't think so. Right, look up Zikrom. I'm Zichrom. sure
1: I've probably seen
0: him. Yeah, Buppy Zikrom. He's disappeared. He's not done any content for a long time, and I've actually reached out to him, uh, but he's went AWOL. But he's the best Buppy guy I've ever seen, uh, without I'll a doubt. Check I'll check him uh, out. Yeah. I think he did 500 Navy SEALs for 30 days straight, and he Ooh. was he was doing it under an hour all every time.
1: Oh, yeah, that's vicious. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So anyway, we going to have to wrap this up, Marty. But before we do so, can you tell people who are listening where to find you on YouTube, Instagram, wherever else?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, mandatory.g on Instagram, uh, m.g on YouTube, Mandatory growth that should pop up as well. And those are the only two I have right now. And um, that's what I'm doing, you know, Uh, again, because it helped me out in so many ways and in some spots of my journey back in the day where I was. I'm going to say maybe down and out, but I wasn't, you know, some people might see it that way. I think I owe a lot and I owe it to others as well. And, And that's the whole point of me even being on Instagram or YouTube is to try to help anybody that wants to get into shape or just somehow some way get less worse than where we are because we can all get better, right? Yeah. And again, if it's just burpees, that's cool. If it's weightlifting or if it's pull-ups, that's what I I could do that as well. I mean, I'm not an all-around guy, but either way, I'm here to help. If Even if it's just talking, right? A conversation, simple comments. Um, I love getting these comments from people you know, we get into certain conversations and it's so positive, man. It's just, it's a great thing, right? And fitness is a big thing, especially here, at least in this state and just, well, in this country as well, you know, the overweight thing, you know, the the obesity thing is 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 rampant and it's getting worse, right? Um, and again, the whole comfort food and, and you know, just, just, it's a long list of reasons why I also do this and I talk about it, that nutrition is a big thing as well, right? So, that whole thing is there, and that's just my mission. That's what I'm trying to do with people. Um, but, yeah, that's what it is, mandatory.g on Instagram and on YouTube, MG. Uh, look up your boy, and if you got any questions, comments, concerns, you know, thank you, Lee, for having me on here. Strong conditions, man. That's for life. That's what we got to do.
0: Absolute pleasure, my man. Anyway, I really enjoyed that, Marty. That was, that was excellent. I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, So, me too, man. Same here. Hopefully we can get you on again at some point.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Just let me know, man. I'm available, you know, whenever we can do it. Just 8-hour difference.
0: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Anyway, catch you later, buddy. All right,
0: brother.